down for all eternity Scrawled on the side of your casket Three words that you didn't Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Earspace. Happy whatever day it is that we put this out. I hope your week is going fantastic. On today's episode of the podcast, we are joined by... Nick Lowry. What's up, dude? It's good, man. Thanks for like coming on the pod. Two years or so of just seeing each other in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like in passing. Like I'm notorious for like if I see somebody on a regular basis, I'm like, oh, like come on the podcast. But then I'm like, oh shit, well, like, I'll see you so I can just, like, ask you later. Right. Right? So, like, you and uh, Derry Miller from Flapjack been, like, talking about doing the podcast every once in a while for, like, for mad long. I think I, I asked you about it, like, a while ago. Or maybe I mentioned it. Or yeah, it was definitely, uh, I was thinking about this, too. Like, if it was... Just thought about it and didn't say anything. I don't know if it was pre-COVID or... Yeah. It was pretty much around the time that, that we moved in next door. Gotcha. So. Yeah, yeah. So, for, for the listeners out there, you have a, a space... Uh, on the opposite side of actually where you're sitting behind the yeah. uh, the podcast couch. When did you uh, move into this building? I don't I don't remember. I think it was December 2019 okay. is when the lease officially started because it was right before COVID. Yeah, which super convenient. Yeah, right, right, right. That would have been so much harder. Like not having just like being like in an apartment, right. and then like having somewhere else to go. It's super helpful. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. So you play the drums, yes? Yeah. Do you uh, uh, dabble in any other instruments as well? I mean, I try. Um, I I just love the drums so much where it's just yeah. like I always just want to play the drums. Gotcha. Um, like I can get around on guitar. I have okay. a bunch of friends that play guitar, so like I can read like guitar tab. Yeah. Um, and I'll like learn just like riffs. Like I, I think I, I don't even know if I can play a full song on guitar. It's just like... I'll learn the part that I like. I'm like, okay, I move on, then I learn another riff. Yeah, yeah Learn yeah. another riff. I can and take that. I've been trying to, early in COVID, I was taking like piano lessons, like in air quotes, with, um, it was a, a, an Instagram drummer. Um, he's a music teacher, Berkeley, Berkeley grad, and he was like offering like 10 free lessons. And like I hit him up. I was like, I don't necessarily want drum lessons, but like, he just like showed me how to like song basic song structure. Okay, gotcha. So like he taught me like like legitimately like elementary level like piano like yeah. really just triads. Yeah. And then so like now I can you know mess around and and get around on keyboard, but I wouldn't say that I I actually play it. Yeah. No, that's dope. I I mean I'm I'm not like classically trained in anything, and I make songs like I compose tracks and all that other shit. And I've been for the longest time thinking about going and taking proper piano lessons but my like i, I want to go and be like not tell them that you know i run a like a studio and that i'm actually right. doing the stuff because it'd be like embarrassing and, and for one like part of me but like i can i can sit down b- behind a piano and i can create melodies i can i can play the piano but i have no idea if you're like hey play like this chord i'm like nah, fucking, i don't right. know but if i hear it i can kind of play it right so yeah, I'm just trying to find like that perfect teacher that like I don't know at all that I can go like in person and just lie and be like, yeah, like I've never seen a piano before. Like, please teach yeah. me. You know what I mean? I feel like that'd be but, fun too because I feel like if you go in, you're like, yeah, I, yeah. I run a studio, I do this, you know, yeah, professionally. Right. They're gonna be like, oh, you know what you're talking about, right? Or yeah. they'll they'll treat you a little differently than if you're just like, yeah, yeah I have no idea about it. Yeah, anything. right, 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 right. I, I did that with a um, 
what's it called uh drums etc okay yeah i went there for like a i had like a free drum lesson i was like all right sweet like again i finger drums i play on like npcs and the machine and stuff but i never really like sat behind a drum set before like maybe noodling around here and there i was like all right i'll, I'll go do that right so i sat down and like it was like two drum sets person plays something i play something and i was like yo i can't like get around the sonic the sonics of like you're playing the thing and then i'm supposed to play it like the rhythm of it it's like fuck me up like Mm -hmm. i know this is free no disrespect whatever can you just like leave and then i'm just i'll just like jam on the drums or whatever and as soon as they did that i was able to like pick up the stuff and figure out how to actually play it It was very weird yeah um so i guess like you know everyone learns in their own way yeah i mean i think about that too with like i've been I mean, mulling over like the idea of like, because I didn't go to music school. Um, yeah. I mean, I studied privately from, I don't know when it was like eight or nine until I was 19 until I went off to, to Millersville. Yeah. And then I've been like just studying privately, uh, mostly on my own. And then like in recent years, I've like, I have, I've had like two teachers that I've yeah. like done a little bit more extensive work with. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's that thought of just like, Sometimes you want like that validation to be uh, like, am I doing this right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's definitely important to learn, you know, like I, yeah. everything else that I do, I'm like constantly taking courses and like trying to learn stuff or whatever. But with music, like uh, like maybe it's just in my my own weird way, but like I always, I didn't want to like learn how to play stuff because I was concerned that I would accidentally like play other melodies and right. stuff like that. Like I never wanted to learn how to play whatever song mm-hmm. you know i know how to play one song on the piano it's daylight by matt and kim okay. most random song yeah. ever if you, if you know it i'm sure i know um, it if i if i like, heard it yeah but it's weird like from learning how to play that then i learned how to like structure different chords and stuff right just because like oh like this sounds good with this etc etc but regardless um so we're kind of like we'll bounce all over the place here but i am very curious like what led you to the drums and particular i'm trying to think my drums my first instrument was saxophone like in elementary school they come around you know they show you the instruments uh, but they don't they don't bring percussion until later because they know every kid they're gonna see drums they're gonna want to play it yeah so like they don't even introduce drums until fifth grade yeah so i played sax for like two years and i was just like this isn't for me like i was getting lightheaded like Mm. it was just like that clearly not a i don't have the the lung capacity yeah right right and i was just like ah, i've there was just something about the drums that it's like this looks fun like i remember like asking my parents just for like he just like buy me drumsticks and i was like play on shit around the house yeah um and then you know once i got to fifth grade and when you were actually allowed to like learn drums yeah um i remember like my music teacher at the time in in middle school when i told him i was like i want to switch to the drums like he was so disappointed Because I think, you, like, again, like all the all young kids, like, they see the drums they want to play. Yeah, right, so, yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit, we're losing another woodwind. <laughs> like, uh, we need yeah. more brass or we need, you know, woodwinds and we don't yeah. need more kids playing drums. But, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I, it was definitely the the best choice yeah, probably yeah. I've ever made. <laughs> hell yeah. No, that's neat, man. So, like, where where are you from? Where, where did you learn? I grew up um, in Fleetwood. So, it's okay. like seven minutes from Kutztown, Berks County. Okay. Uh, not too far from Lancaster, but far enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, went to Millersville and I just stayed out here. Gotcha. Ever since then, just playing in, with various projects and yeah. trying to, you know, trying to make something happen with music. Um, 
and I feel like for most of my twenties, I kind of like ran away from like actually wanting to do that mm. and just like trying to, you know, you, everyone's just like, Oh, you can't make money at music. You know, this, you know, um, but now it's very much just like, yeah, I, I do want to do this or it's like, I'd rather fail. Yeah. Then like, not like give it a proper go. Yeah, fucking try, man. That, that, I feel like that would eat me. I feel eat like, away uh, for, no, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I feel like it's like, you, you got to try it. Right. Right. But then once you start trying it, like, you just like can't quit. Yeah. You, n- like no matter what. And like something will probably come of it, you know. Yeah. It's in some facet, you know. And I, I, I'm definitely like starting to think more that way where it's just like, mm. I, I remember my, my buddy Josh, who I played with for, for years now, I'm, it was him, he was just saying one day, it's like, yeah, you know, if you, you just keep doing something for, a long time you eventually get good yeah, at it right, so. right. like it's so simple but it's like it really you know it really is yeah it's just dealing with the you know the ups and downs you know you have days where you come in and everything feels super easy you have days where you yeah. come in and it's just like it feels uh, like it's your first day yeah yeah oh that's a trip i mean something i'm definitely curious about though is like all right so you said like you want to do it uh uh it's like a full-time job or whatever right how does so i should preface this like I work with so many individual artists that it's like, all right, it's one person, right? right. And like, they're going to make their songs. Then they're going to go off and do this or like groups. Obviously I'd imagine as a drummer, you get together with a band and then that you become that unit, you know, but like as a drummer, what are your options or like, what what's your vision for like, you know, financial success as a drummer? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, and like the guy that I've been studying with online, uh, his name's James Murphy. Um, shout out to him. Check him out. He's an absolute monster of a player. Yeah. Um, he's a professor at Berkeley. Um, and I've been talking with him. It's like, you know, is it worth pursuing music school or do you just take that money and move somewhere and like have a go at it? Yeah. And he talks about like what they teach, I guess, in school these days is like it's all about having multiple revenue streams. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you have a lot of players, you know, you have your performance stuff, you know, whether you're it's your band or you're a side man. So like people just hitting you up to sit in and like, um, that's what like I've been trying to focus on lately is just like, you know, if people need, if they're in a pinch, they need someone to fill in or they've got a couple dates coming up, you know, I would like to be that person. Like just to come in, play the set, bounce. Um, Because I do have like sort of like my projects where that's, you know, that's the passion stuff where it's not, I don't necessarily expect money or anything from that, Mm. but like I still want to have like that area kind of like preserved, yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. have some of the paid stuff. Uh, but you, you know, it's like teaching, which is something I would like to do. Okay. Um, part of that is just like, and again, I think this is more of just like insecurity of not having like a, a music degree, where it's just like, you know, why do I think that I should be teaching? Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that it's a weird. I've never once been like. Yeah, I need to be teaching people. <laughs> right, right, right. I think I could do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that like again, it's just that the voice in your head just being like, why, why should you be teaching? Like, yeah, right. What no, What I do that. I have to offer? And I, I think part of it is like figuring out sort of like what my voice is, or yeah. like how could I teach someone that wouldn't be the same as just like the next online teacher? Because I mean, and and COVID really accelerated that, where it's just like all these touring musicians are home. And they're not used to being home. So now they're like, oh shit, let's just start an online like lessons portal or something like that. So like everyone's doing it now. And it's like, okay, how do you do it? But 
I don't, I don't want to just like recreate right, 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 what everyone right. else is doing. Cause I that, mean, I don't have like the answer, but like one thing I could definitely say on that is like, I mean, speaking for my own looking up things, like I've looked up so many different things, say, I don't know, like something real simple, like how, what's the best way to EQ a drum kit or whatever, or, or a kick drum, right? There'll be like a hundred different videos of different mixing engineers saying basically the same thing but all like within their own voice right, right. And i think that's like the one thing that makes it different like why did i start a podcast when they're at the time so i started this in 2018 when there was already like i don't know like a million podcasts and i had a bunch of people ask me that they're like well you know there's already people having casual conversations with random people why would you do that i'm like well it's my opinion Right. Or it's this one moment, you know what I mean? Now we could talk about like the same exact thing that another podcast is going to talk about, but like the way that we speak about it and our opinions are going to be like a little bit different. And I I would apply that. Right. I would apply that to like teaching stuff too. I mean, like I never really thought about teaching stuff or anything, anything like that. And then an opportunity presented itself um, last year and I was asked to go teach a class about like running a business. And I was like, well, you know, uh, I don't have like a business degree or whatever, but like, oh shit, I've been running a business for a while. Like I mm. do know some stuff about it. So I just kind of like unpacked everything that I had been thinking about, how I do everything, wrote it all down, organized it. Um, and then I went and like taught a class about it to these like students out in, um, in Carlisle, oh, nice. um, at this other studio, shout out to AMP. And, um, it was weird. It was a learning experience for me too. Cause like, you know, when you like teach something that you already know really well, you kind of like have to break it down into like little steps and stuff. Right. Um, and then, you know, just like, I, I would say, you know, you could take something that you know how to do and understand that when somebody searches for that concept, like they're going to get a whole bunch of different options. There's a whole bunch of different options. There will always be a whole bunch of different options, but like, you know, just be yourself and like teach the thing that you know how to do, but add your own personality to mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. And like, again, that's the stuff that I'm, I'm starting to think more about. And like, I feel like, like actually think about instead of just like, yeah. you know, come, you know, a fleeting thought and then you kind of move on. But it's really just like, I guess like slowing down and be like, okay, how, how could I actually like <laughs> yeah, make this happen? And I think part of the thing with teaching is like having a, I would like to have, like I, I, I guess I'm feel, with drums. It's you're mostly gonna be teaching kids because I have yeah. uh, some buddies that like they teach full time. So like they're good resources to to bounce ideas off of. Um, and part of it is just like having a space that is conducive for kids. Like I don't want to bring kids up here. Yeah, yeah. Like it would be weird. Um, but yeah, it's just like trying to. In that, that, I would say for like the past year or so, I'm just thinking more about okay. You know, if you were to pursue this full time, it's like, okay, now, you know, it's just like really identifying those different potential revenue streams. Yeah. Um, so we talked about, you asked the question about like, you know, from the performance side, you have money coming in there, whether it's your bands or sideman. I would like to, I would also like to just be like a session player. Like yeah. if, you know, people are working on a track, uh, maybe a singer songwriter, for example. So like you work with a lot of just like, individual artists like yeah, typically right, right. those people then need to hire people yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. where i would like to like slip in just be like uh, you know i've just growing up in bands like just being in and out of studios like and looking back it, it's just like wow that's definitely like grateful to have had 
studio experience at a young age. Yeah. Because um, it was super valuable. Because I feel like that's where you're, you know, first time you step into a studio, it's it's so different than playing live. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of it is, especially for drums, you can get in. You can get inside your own head, like especially if you're playing to a click, and if it's like super quantized music, yeah, yeah. where it's like you want to be just straight, like down the middle, just perfect. Mm-hmm. You start to lose some of like the uh, the emotion mm. of of yeah. playing drums live. Where yeah, yeah. at least like some of my favorite like bands and like genres, it's not perfectly quantized. Right, right, right. Like it's gonna ebb and flow, and like. It creates breath. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I got to play. Um, I, I we used it as a an intro for an episode that came out. Um, I don't know whenever this comes out. Probably last month or something. Um, but I got to play it for you then when, when we wrap this up. Um, and a singer songwriter Matt DiCaro came in here. Uh, we did a, two songs for him, mm-hmm. but it was interesting. So like Ian played the drums on it. Um, we didn't record. The whole the whole song was timed by his vocals, okay, which was a, something I've never done before. It was very weird. Um, but then he like played the drums to his voice, and we used his voice kind of like as the metronome, if you will. So it's like really all over the place. Um, but it was interesting because like we were looking at the drums after the fact, and we're like, all right, we can cut this and make this all like perfect, you know what I mean? But it it would just lose like all the feeling of it, you right? Know? Um, and it, it, yeah, it depends on the artist. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm thinking with like with my band Seasonal, when we recorded our LP, like half of that album is to a click. The other mm-hmm. half, the producer was just like, "You guys sound better without it." Yeah, because we a lot of it was recorded live. Um, I mean, like we had guitars were playing along with me when I was tracking, and then we, you know, those were more like scratch tracks, and then we yeah. re-recorded the guitars later, but. Again, like it create that the natural just like I don't know. There's like a tempo inherent like with the musicians that you're playing with. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. You you can kind of feel it. You mm-hmm. know, some players they might be playing a little bit ahead of the beat, a little bit behind the beat, or it's kind of like back and forth. Right. And it's whatever that like. It really just comes down to the group of people you're playing with. Right, like, right, right, right. And if you want to get into like the you can go like deep in the weeds with like what pocket is and stuff like that. But it's, it's really just like pocket is relative to the people you're playing with. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just be like, this is pocket and then apply it to any genre because it's, it's going to be dependent on who you're playing with. I'm, I'm really not a big fan of quantizing anything except for like house music. Right. Like even like in my productions or like in the beats that I make for like hip hop stuff, like it just, you know, with computers, you have the ability to make everything "quote unquote" perfect. Mm-hmm. And there's like an immediate pushback to that because you lose all like the essence of everything. Yeah, you know? that's why I like uh, producers like like Jay Dilla. Mm. Just like yeah, the, his whole like style, um, and like in the drumming community, they re- refer to it as like playing drunk. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I'm fascinated um, by that. Yeah, it's because you can break it down in like a, a technical, like academic drumming way, where it's like. What Dilla does, he's essentially playing quintuplets, mm. um, but you can then push put that over like, you know, you can take that five feel and apply it in four four. So it that like last hit before like the next downbeat is just like yeah. slightly, yeah. like slightly late. Yeah, um, and it, it's it's like a 
it's just like an illusion. Right. Uh, but right. it's so cool. And yeah. like, it just adds a whole different element. Right. I, I've messed around before, like taken just like a simple like hip hop drum beat or whatever and quantized it and then gone in with like a mouse and like manually fucked it up just to like see yeah. what it would sound like. And I still don't like that. I, I really like the, the, the feeling of actually like playing something. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's more organic. Um, yeah, I mean, like, shout out to all the people out there that are making beats, like, with just a mouse. But, like, I just don't, I don't get it. You know yeah, what I mean? It doesn't make sense to I me. I see a lot of people that, like, that go in and they'll write parts like that. Yeah. Um, part of, one, I don't even know how to do that within, like, I use Logic. And okay. There's so many, like, basic things I still don't know how to do in Logic that I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to figure out. Yeah. But it's just, like, I know how to set the mics up get my drums hopefully sounding as good as humanly possible before there's any yeah like just in the room yeah and then like making them sound good after that but i don't know how to like go in and like write a drum part where like you move yeah, stuff right, around right. it's in the uh i don't use <laughs> so ian uses uh uh like logic i'm a real big pro tools guy um and then i do all like my beat making stuff in machine which is like its own okay. software but also like a like an mpc type of deal then i also like make stuff on an mpc that i'm still kind of like trying to learn because it's a completely different workflow but it's it's like a piano roll and then you can like click right the different and then for the drums okay. it'd be that you so you'd have like all your your piano roll which then would represent different tracks your kick your snare or whatever and then you just like click them in yeah seems like an extremely tedious process yeah and i think to your point of that like I'm the same way where it's like I like to come about ideas organically where yeah. it would it would feel I feel like I would overthink it in like using the piano roll be like oh let's just put a random yeah. note on this weird partial over here that I would not naturally think of. Right. I mean I think you could I would also be able to like come up with like cool shit that Yeah, yeah. But usually I'm just like over there and I'm just like a lot of it is I'll put a loop on mm. and then I'm just whatever comes out and then Yeah just like a lot of stuff i post on instagram it's i'm either playing along just to a click in my ears and then trying to like because i kind of like hear like at least when i think of drum parts i i think of it melodically okay um like trying to make a song that's the thing it's like drums aren't uh, this this is more like there's people that will say like drums aren't melodic but like drums are a very musical instrument like if you play them that way yeah 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 like Again, you could play rock where it's like you're losing some of that that yeah. melody, but you can like approach writing a drum part similar to like you know writing any any type of melody. So like I try to make like little songs, right, right, and right. then see where see where they take me. That's dope, dude. Do, yeah. do you like sit down and like? I mean, I guess you kind of just said this, but like, do you sit down like going into it with a certain idea, or is it just like it's whatever what, happens happens? I usually don't, and yeah. I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious of like actually like coming in with a an idea and right. like expanding it but a lot of the times it's it's more of just reacting um to i guess if, if like if i'm playing to a loop yeah right. what i'm gonna be playing is me reacting to what's happening in the loop gotcha, gotcha. so uh, if anything like usually there'll be like one main idea that'll that i'll hear and then yeah. i'll try to like maybe play around see like okay let's try a, a different idea but okay a lot of times it's really just to, if I'm playing with a group or if I'm playing to a loop, it's whatever's happening melodically is going yeah. to dictate 
what I'm going to do. And what are these loops like of what do you mean? Like, uh, is it like <laughs> loops of full, you know, group of musicians that you have sitting around that you've already recorded? Or is it, you know, like a piano loop or like, so it's a it? it's a good mix. Um, like I have just like folders on my laptop of just like loops that I've come across. Like yeah. I've, you know, like. I've used Splice before and like just yeah. picking stuff off there. Um, and my teacher, James, um, he has like for his online students, there's like a, a Google Drive folder where it has like all of his archive lessons. And then he has yeah. a bunch of like loops where he's like, yeah, you guys can use these like gotcha. for whatever. Um, and some of them are like, some of them are a little like wackier where they will be like weird time signatures or they're not, there isn't like a straight pulse. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the loops I've been playing lately have been from that folder. Okay. And then like, like, I want to get to the point where are they though? Like musically, um, is it instruments or is it just like loops of different metronomes and, or like, you know what I mean? Like what is the loop? I think of a good one. Um, like the one that I've been playing to lately, it's mostly, I think it's just like a keys. Um, but it's, it's very much got like a house kind of like Euro, like drum and bass feel. Yeah, Yeah. Um, a lot of, trying to think like the loops that he has he's a he's a big like he's like a hip-hop guy yeah um so it has a bit of that feel but then there's also more of like a fusion element okay where you know you can interpret it any way but most of the loops i would say it's like keys um bass gotcha they're really i mean there's not going to be like drums there might be like yeah um you might get like a hi-hat just like keeping time in the background like something um like, for example, if I'm playing to a loop and I'm playing more to explore sort of just like creative ideas, not necessarily like trying to write a song. Like if if there's a loop that has like a hi-hat keeping time, something that's implying time, yeah. at least for me, then I'm like, oh, I can do things that can warp time. Gotcha. Because okay. I, yeah. drums, I mean, again, like when you're playing with a group of people, like the role of a drummer, obviously, is like you want to make it, I want to make the foundation feel good so yeah. the singer songwriter or the guitarist the bassist they can then do their thing over top of it mm-hmm. but if it's just me playing to a loop where it's like okay this is more of like i can solo over this yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and i don't necessarily need to be concerned about giving that pulse hell yeah so yeah. and that that's fun because yeah. then it's just like your arms are just moving and it's just like right, whatever right, happens right. happens i'm gonna have to send you something or some shit i yeah. have a bunch of tracks that like i've made like pretty much all like the instrumentation for but i tend to do like drums last for like for when i'm making beats and whatnot mm-hmm. i'll try to like figure out like I'll, I'll i'll like write like a drum part then use it as kind of like a bass rhythm to make everything else and then i'll go back and delete the drums and then redo like say for example like i i start with like a bass line write a bass part and then I'll make a drum part to that, and then I'll use the drums as a reference for the bass, and then I'll delete the bass, redo the bass. Okay. And then from that new bass line that I dig on, I'll go back and delete the drums, and then redo the drums to it. But what I've been doing lately is, like, I've made all these tracks that I I, I like sonically, how they sit, mix-wise, all that other stuff, but the drums are just, like, consistently not organic enough, because I am okay. ultimately just playing... Right. Like with the the machine, which like you can definitely get a, a neat sound, but there's no like, you know, it's just not the same, yeah. you know. So I'll definitely I'll I'll send you some shit. Maybe you can yeah, fuck around with it or whatever. Yeah, this really cool track that I made the other day that I'm thinking of right now. It's like very choppy, cool, nice. sampley ish thing. I'm really big on like resampling shit. Yeah, like making a thing and then you know sampling it and then 
you know, making your own samples and stuff. That's ultimately like what I would like to get to in terms of like, I like playing on other people's loops, but I would like to yeah. be able to like create my own. So it's yeah. like figuring out yeah, yeah. like how to sample yeah. and like that. Cause ultimately it's like, it's one thing to like play other people's stuff. Um, and like, I love just playing in general. Like, again, like I've got projects where it's not really like mine. I, I'm happy to come in and just play your stuff. Yeah. And then projects where it's like, it's far more like open and like more creative. Mm. Um, but I would like to get to the point where it's like, yeah, to be able to like figure out how to like sampling and create your own stuff and then, you know, put drums over top of it. Right. Um, and I just got uh, a sub kick, like the basically a second mic that you put on the, the front of a kick drum that yeah. just gets like all that low end. Um, and I, like I've just been like mixing stuff and it's like, Oh wow, this already sounds like so cool. So yeah. much cooler. Yeah. Like, because you just get like such a huge kick sound. Because um, I'm a big fan. Like obviously, like nowadays, like you can sample. Like there's fantastic drum samples. Yeah, for sure. Available for sure. Yeah. anywhere. But yeah. it's like it's like the pride where it's just like I want to create it with an actual. Yeah, drum. right, like, right. I mean, as you should. You know? <laughs> no, that's dope. There's something that uh, technique that that Mike from Triforce showed me. That we still haven't done it yet, but you put like a contact mic on the inside of the kick drum. Okay. And then put uh, like a blanket over ne- over top of it, and the, the kick drum's only gonna pick up like the snap of gonna, like, the, the actual yeah, the uh, beater, the beater. But then like I don't know, I'm not exactly sure how it, it would work. Contact microphones in general, just like I'm inspired by the concept because it's like it's the opposite of like picking up acoustics, right? Shit, you know, like I. I haven't referenced it in the podcast in a while, so I'll pull it out. <laughs> Great for the audio-only podcast. I'm sure there's a photo of this somewhere on the Instagram, but I built this uh, thing a while ago. It's an ammo can that has two contact microphones like attached to it. In okay. the middle, I did two because I was like, "Oh, I can record it in stereo," which like ultimately doesn't matter because it's like a horror box of ridiculousness. <laughs> but it's neat because like it doesn't pick up the acoustics; it only picks up like what's being touched on it, right? Oh, so but you be- just like finger drum on it? Yeah, oh, but, or like there's these springs. I don't know if they'll get picked up. There's a door stop on here. Oh yeah, that's super percussive. But because of these springs, like being aligned however they are it basically turns this box into like a giant guitar pickup which then cancels out the purpose of the contact microphone so like it makes it so it can actually like you could like yell at this and it it would be able to hear you where if it didn't have the springs you wouldn't be able to hear it so it's just i'm like fascinated by like weird recording stuff you know like i have these old intercoms that i've been trying to use on a project but nobody wants to ever use them you know, get that like real fucked up sound, right? Um, but yeah, recording stuff is 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 a uh, you know it's its own art form in in general. And we were talking a little bit like at the beginning of like about mixing. So you like you started engineering your own stuff or what? Like oh, yeah. kind of where are you at call with that? It engineering yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's <laughs> so like you're recording yourself then, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. mostly, I guess, like initially it was just like. Cause you see this like the drum community, like on social media and like you feel the pressure, just like post shit. Yeah. Um, and the, 
the annoying thing about the drums is just how difficult it is to get a good recording. Yeah, it's yeah. a very complex instrument to record. Definitely. So it's like, okay, I would like to be able to like post videos, and primarily just so people can see my playing and be like, oh, I want to hire that guy, or I like, you know, come play on this record, yeah. something like that. Um, now it's getting to the point of like I'd like to be able to sort of like figure out like what my sound is from a recording standpoint. Mm. Like I have an idea of like my style as a player but now it's just like okay now how can i have like a unique sound where people mm. are like oh that's the that's the type of th- those that's the drum sound i'm looking for right um because again to the the idea of like doing like remote session work and being one of those revenue incomes uh or uh, revenue streams ideally at some point like i'd like to be able to like be able to either just like send someone raw tracks if they want to mix it mm. or if they wanted me to like mix it and then send it um like right now if someone hit me up and they just wanted like raw drum tracks which they would then mix that'd be i could do that because i don't i still feel it's like so new to like mixing right and like i I really it's just like i turn not like i listen and i'm just like turning knobs and now i'm like trying to like then think back like okay like whatever i did with the compressor here um i'm gonna save that and that, like trying to re- start to recreate like some of this stuff instead of every time just like right, right, it right. being a one-off like right. custom sound. Yeah, I mean, are you using like primarily outboard gear or inboard gear, like plugins and stuff? Uh, so it's all it's all uh, in the box. Is that what okay. they call yeah, it yeah, these yeah. days? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. in Logic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just bought like a a plugin, and like I like that's the type of stuff I don't even think about. It's like yeah. oh, you can. All of these like iconic sounds, like you right. can just buy the plugins. It is fascinating. Like, yeah, th- it's not ever a hundred percent, but damn, it's like it's really close. very close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing I was gonna say, something that like I I still do every once in a while, um, but really helped me out is like if you get different plugins for different purposes, oftentimes they'll have like presets. Mm-hmm. You load up a preset, but then you like try to break down the preset of like why do they have this set to this, right? And then you can kind of like background or excuse me, like um, uh, like back engineer it or whatever, okay. if you will. That yeah. helped me out a whole lot, right? That's reassuring because um, like I've this I just bought like a new compressor strip. It's like the SSL, okay, cool drum strip. I don't know, but it's got yeah. It has a bunch of like presets and like I'll I'll throw those on, and then you can like A B test and then I'll yeah. like pull up the B and then I'll kinda just like I'll just start turning knobs and then I'm just like listening back and forth. Yeah. So I'm like getting to the point where it's like I can hear like, oh I like the way this sounds versus that. I don't necessarily understand uh more of like the minutiae of like this is why this right. preset is set up this way. But right. like I'm starting to be able to like hear the difference. Yeah. 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 Um and that like uh, my buddy Zach, who I've been playing with, um, our bands used to play together back in the day. He played in a, a really cool band called Marathon. Um, and he's like, he would like record all of their stuff and then like and mix it. So like he, he's been in Brooklyn for the past couple of years. He just moved back. So like we've been, uh, you know, jamming and like, like concepting out, like he's got a bunch of music that he wants to release. Yeah. Um, so like we're, we're figuring out like different sounds um, and we were sampling my kit like two weekend two weeks ago or something like that and like i was just like picking his brain because like he he interned in some like some studios in new york um so he's got like good like firsthand experience yeah um and it was just like helpful hearing it was just 
because it seems so much more complicated mm. than it actually is. Like that's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. biggest thing. It's like you open these dolls and it's just like, oh my god, where yeah, do you start? So things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like like once you learn like kind of the basic stuff of like what a gate is and why it exists and like specifically like you know like what it means to compress something, what the different ratios are, what they represent. EQing shit. I feel like EQing is like always like the the easiest way to go. You know right. what I mean? Like you just have like you have your frequency range of like human hearing from twenty hertz to twenty thousand hertz, and then like you have different like areas. If you have like a visual EQ, it's nice because you can like pick different frequencies and be like, all right, like that's what that sounds like, right? Um, but even so, I mean, like so many plugins are like different sounds of the same thing. You know, or they do the same shit, but right. like they don't. Like I had a conversation the other day about like different EQs. Like we just grabbed um, this like API EQ plugin, and it's just an EQ. It's like a three band EQ, and it has like some extra settings in it and whatnot. And I was trying to explain like how it's substantially different than like the stock EQ that was just on Pro Tools or that just on Logic, and. In essence, it is still just an EQ, right? But, like, these different plugins have, like, different software, different, you know, whatever sound that is in it. Like, where this EQ, the highs on it are, like, extremely warm. Mm-hmm. Where the high, like, if I boost, like, the highs on the other EQ, it just just boosts the signal, if that right. makes sense. Like, but with that being said... I would just take like whatever stock plugins you have and like experiment with them, twist the knobs, do the shit, figure out like what sounds are like, why, what's that actually changing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like anything, you know, probably like, like I'm a big fan of just watching like tons of fucking YouTube videos. Yeah. I mean, that's learning new shit. Definitely been helpful. Yeah. And then after that, like, I don't know, like it's, it's, I kind of like jumble my words saying it because like I agree and disagree with myself. Right. But like, it's like this little shitty mixer over here, right? I remember the first time I ever saw a 12-channel mixer, I was like, wow, there's so many knobs. Like, what do they all do? But it's just, like, one thing 12 times. Right. You know? I've recently, like, made that connection. Where, yeah. Like, I think someone was explaining, like, the mixer. And it's just like, yeah, you just need to wor- learn one channel strip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you've got it. And it's just that a bunch of times, you yeah. know? It's way less intimidating. Yeah, yeah. And especially, like, I mean, there's definitely some weird plugins out there that have, like, really fun UIs that are, like, really fucking weird. Yeah. Um. Like one of my favorite visual plugins, um, it's a VST called Kinetic Sound. I think is what it's called. Very rarely use it, but it's all like the the visual the interface of it is it's all like gears and like there's no like buttons or knobs or nothing's like labeled and shit. It just like looks like a weird box. Mm-hmm. And then like if you want to change the different noises, you have to like spin these gears and shit. Now oh, that's wow. like definitely not like the go-to for learning how to use different plugins you know but it, it all essentially does the same shit as something else would yeah it just like creates these weird like metal sounds it's um, crazy how like so much of like weird. engineering and like all the audio stuff like if you understand it on like the scientific level like yeah. the physics of it all which that stuff is so intimidating to me yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. i don't know if i'm gonna be able to grasp that yeah i understand it by just like turning knobs right, right, um, right. but there's people where it's like they can like they're just like, yeah, you just need to move this frequency over here. They just yeah. like see it. Yeah. It's like that meme with like all the math equations. And like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. She's like, that's not me, but. <laughs> I learned like, I have like a book of like notes. So I went to, um, I went to this school 
Uh, it was the same place I actually went back and taught that class at, which was, was a, a trip. But it was like a six-month program, I believe. It was like five or six hours a day. Maybe it was longer than that. I'm not sure, but it was kind of like condensed. Mm-hmm. And there is where I learned like all the, you know, the more like scientific aspects of sound and how waveforms work and like all that other shit. And like, I want to say that I use it like that knowledge on a regular basis, but it's kind of just like in the back of my head, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like one of the bigger things that I remember that I do use now is like where, how, how long it takes like bass frequencies to actually like formulate. Right. So like when I'm sitting at my desk. I can hear my subwoofer, but like I can't actually hear it unless I'm standing at this desk. Interesting. Like I think it's I, I'm probably wrong. Somebody can scream at me about it. I want to say it's like six feet or like five feet. It's it's a it's a long distance, way longer than you think it is. Is basically what I'm yeah. trying to say. But like shit like that, it's fascinating. I'm just fascinated by sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, even, like, it's not, it doesn't get picked up on the mics, but, like, there's a band, like, way down the hall playing right now, and, like, the reason we can hear them, even through all these different walls, is just, like, you know, it's, like, it's going through the wall, and then right, it's, like, it's the maybe, different like, you know what I mean? It's, like, bouncing through the walls as, like, sound waves and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I love that shit. Yeah, when I think but, about, like, <laughs> all that, like, foundational stuff, and this, like, uh, we were talking earlier about, like, like you know, music school or like having that proper yeah. background. I think one of the advantages of like, you know, similar where like, I mean, between the two of us fairly like, you know, didn't have that traditional route where yeah. I think an advantage there is there's more creative flexibility. You're not like, I feel like I've seen like a lot of like kids that have gone to like music school that then just get like, so um, they're stuck in that box of like, this is yeah. the way that I was told how to do things. And like you because I feel like the goal is like you learn all that foundational stuff to then unlearn it and then just right. like and like that's what I've as I like study now it's like as an adult like it's weird because like there's like I feel like I'm, I'm touching on things that like I probably learned when I was younger but like I understand it in a much different way now yeah definitely. I feel like I can actually learn it yeah and it's just like it like all these pros they talk about you know they they practice really simple stuff mm. And it's just, it's far less complicated. And it's just like you take all that, all that foundational knowledge, you have it and you can like access it. Like it's a reference point. But at some point you then need to like, you know, kind of like color outside the lines and just like yeah, yeah, yeah. figure out, you know, your own thing. Otherwise you're just going to be recreating what's already right. been done. Right. Um, at least that's the way that I think about it. Yeah, no, I agree with you for sure. I mean, like I was telling somebody once about like how i make music music and they were like well you got to learn how to uh, you got to learn the rules so you can break them right and i was just i just firmly disagree with that like i don't want to know the rules right like i just want to fucking sit down and make something that doesn't make any sense and then make it make sense in my own way or like go about it in a way that doesn't you know i've I, i i know i said it earlier but like i go back to this all the time like i'm so concerned about accidentally writing an original piece of music that already exists. Yeah. That I try, and I obviously listen to music, you know, um, but I try really hard to, like, separate the two. Yeah. You know. It's definitely tough. Like, yeah. especially nowadays, because, I mean, it's everyone, so everyone's creating, and there's music yeah. everywhere, and it's so easy to, like, if you're, like, just subconsciously, like, it's going to start to creep into your playing if you don't, you know, you kind of have to, like, police yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's something I, like, 
like I have a buddy of mine who's just like you play him like any song or like you take him to music trivia he knows every answer yeah. and like for someone like me I've been playing for like 21 years and like I love the drums so much but like I feel like I know like if you ask me like who this artist or this song is I'm gonna be like I need to hear it if I hear it I'm like oh yeah I know yeah, this song right, but right. I couldn't tell you who sang it what the record yeah. is like those details um, and I like I feel like I want to do more of that like music history mm. dive but at the same time it's just like I, I want to be careful of like how much outside influence comes in because mm. I don't to your point of like recreating something that's already been there like I don't want to accidentally just you know oh you just sound like this other player right 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 and, and I feel like there's a lot of like you know players can get upset like if you're just like completely biting their style yeah like yeah you kind of have to that's what i like about this guy that i study with um and he's been like super it's been very validating for me because again like not having sort of like that feedback loop that you get in like music school where it's just like you know a lot of it is i just have to be like okay like i think i'm doing this right like but you're you don't have someone you know to be like okay yeah but like try this um, and he talks a lot about just like, it really is just like finding your voice and adding like your personal like swag to it. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like playing with some swagger and just like that alone will make it unique. Like you could take all your influences, but then you have to just like, you have to play it like you. Right. Right. Um, and it's, a, it's a very interesting, it, it, it feels like freeing to think about it that way mm-hmm. um and the, also when he talks about like if you're playing to a loop for example if you're soloing over a band uh, for the longest time like i i feel like i didn't fully understand the concept of like phrasing so like with like drumming like phrasing is just going to be like basically how you form like your sentences behind yeah. the instrument so like some people you can some people similar to like taking the mouse and like writing out drum parts you can like come in with like premeditated like phrasing ideas where like I'm going to fit in this amount of notes like if you're you know if it's 4-4 four, four, you have essentially as long as it adds up to 16 yeah. like you're good so yeah. you could do like a you could play two groupings of five and then a grouping of six or you could like you can do the math right. um, but he talks about it, it's like you can do it that way or you could just listen to what's going on around you and react and it's like it's picking and choosing the moments where you want to maybe add a drum fill or do something a little more, um, not necessarily chaotic, but a little bit more flashy. Yeah. And it's just, it's just knowing like when to like inject those moments and then, then going back to think, you know, playing the groove, you know, making sure you're implying time, but then, then also understanding how to basically just shove a bunch of notes (laughs) in between each beat. Right. Right. (laughs) It's It's like the simplistic way to think about it. Be extremely, planned and perfected yet don't do that at all right yeah and it's like it's it's a weird it's beautiful <laughs> it's a weird thing to think about too yeah, right right um but it's definitely like it's reassuring hearing like and this is this dude I, I, he teaches at berkeley he clearly knows what he's doing yeah 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 like he played with blue man group for a long ass time oh, yeah. like shout out blue man group yeah it's just like because it's one thing like learning like from videos and then it's another like learning from people that are like working professionals like because I feel like a lot of the stuff that you're going to learn from a book and this is what kind of what I've I've gathered from some of the people I've studied with where it's just like spend less time 
studying out of the book mm. and more time of just like creating and also getting in a room with people. Cause like that's ultimately like, it's a whole different ball game. Like you could sit in a studio all day long and just like play yeah. to backing tracks. But when you're in a room with people, like that's, it's just, it's a whole different thing. And like, that's where like the real experience in my opinion is just like, is actually playing with other humans. Um, because it's tough. Cause like you now have like, you're playing with four people, you're playing with four people that might have their own agendas. Right. Like, right. And then it's like the back and forth of like, you know, someone might want to, you know, be soloing over the section. And then if, if the, if others are also kind of like, um, you know, kind of forcing whatever their agenda is with the melody and it can get, it can get muddy and just like weird really fast. Um, it's crazy though. Yeah. It's wild. The world of music is a beautiful, yeah. and complex place. Do you ever, um, do you ever do any artistic things outside of music? Like something I've been trying to do lately is I've, I've been like sculpting with clay because I don't know how to do it. I don't have any, you know, aspirations of, pursuing it seriously i'm just like bought some clay make some shit out of clay i i would say like i i don't but i'm starting to realize it's it's something that like i think it would be very valuable i'm Mm -hmm. very just like i think this is partially because like trying to make like drums happen i'm very much just like hyper focused on like drum where it's just like if i'm not practicing i've got like that that beautiful gift of just like, why aren't you practicing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> then I right, go practice, right. like, yeah. um, which is like again, I mean, it's bless- a great quality. Yeah, it's know? a blessing and a curse because yeah. like it it will drive you to be better, but at the same time, like if you get caught in that loop, like you never actually do anything because you're just right. constantly like practicing. Um, but yeah, I I would like to like supplement some of like my time on the drums with like other because I always hear about that with like with uh, especially with drummers where they're, like they'll advocate for learning another instrument just mm-hmm. to like, cause it will help you then understand sort of the overall group better or like, and then also you'll be able to take, you know, what you learn from playing, you know, for example, if you learn piano, like that will then inform your drumming. You'll think about right. drums differently cause you're thinking about it more musically and less, cause there's definitely like, thinking about drums as a drummer versus thinking about drums as a musician. Right. Like a lot of the cool shit that I love on drums, like only other drummers will understand. And like the average person, like you could play the most complex, like really weird, like, like phrase, or you could just play a four on the floor, just groove. And the average person, they're probably gonna be like, I like that four on the floor more. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> just yeah. like, they don't know what to they're going to hear all this like noise but they don't necessarily know how to like understand it because it's at it's it's too complex where it's it's like and you can't just play for drummers right like no i get that i mean i i could definitely relate to that from like the mixing level like there's a lot of stuff that i do that i'm like no one's gonna fucking notice this but like for the one engineer out there that hears this song they're gonna be like holy shit and i don't know like i think like when it comes to music there's so many rules and non-rules maybe it's just like how i think about it but at the end of the day like i think you should really just do like whatever the fuck you want to do yeah and not really think about it so much but also like when you get into the world of like money and professionalism and all that other shit it's like all right well now like maybe i should try to do it this way but also if i'm not as authentic as i should be maybe then i'm gonna mess myself up a bit you know what i mean like 
Like I remember when I first, cause like I, I had played in bands when I was younger and messed around with stuff. I never thought I was going to like get into this as like a career, you know? And then when I started like making money doing it, it like fucked up my mind, you know, like specifically I can, I like, can see that. like, yeah, like it, it's specifically like with the production stuff, like I used to just make beats cause it was fun. Right. And it would make me feel good or whatever. And maybe I'd send them to a friend and they'd be like, oh, this is cool. And then somebody bought one once. And I was like, huh, okay, cool. I should make something else like that. Exactly. Yeah. And then that just led me down like a year, couple year long journey, like um, where like I tried really, really hard to like get out of that world. Like specifically, I was making like trap beats mm-hmm. and like everyone was buying trap beats. And I was like, oh shit, like I could like pay for stuff with this, you know? But I don't really like it that much. Yeah, you right? don't want to like be pigeonholed as like this is the yeah. trap beat guy. And it's just like to me, like I know it's there's more to it, but like eight oh eights and triplet i hats to me are like what trap beats are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's some different shit or whatever, but like, oh you throw an eight oh eight on there and some and now it's a banger, right? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like this is just not fulfilling, you know. And and I you know, I struggled with that concept for so long to the point where I you know, I built this thing and was like, all right, I'm going to like start doing like really crazy production work on these beats that are going to be relatively simple. So I can still feel like I had like an artistic input on it that made me fulfilled. Right. But then at some point I just kind of realized like, that's just, I'm just thinking about it too much. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit. Like someone's appreciating the work that I'm doing. Stop being a bitch about it. Just get over it. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's a very weird place. Like attaching finances to you know your creativity creativity um yeah and that that type of like i think about that where it's just like and that that scares me a bit where it's just like one you know if things do eventually like start to pick up then it's just like there's the fear of like i don't want to and i think this is the the benefit of like like i have like a day job an office job where it's just like i'm not solely reliant on like the drums to like pay my bills. So like right. I can still just like truly do whatever I want and like I can pick and choose right. gigs I take or, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't want to necessarily be in a position where like, oh, I have to take this because I right, need to right, right. make money. Um, I don't know, man. Like I had, so I, I've been engineering now like professionally or whatever for like 10 years and for eight of those years, I was working a full-time job mm-hmm. and doing the studio full-time. And then, and like the eight and a half, nine-year mark, I started working part-time and then was doing music stuff. Like still, it was still like a full-time thing, right? right. But then like last year-ish, like maybe 13, 14 months ago, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do, gonna do studio full-time, right? And like having to take those gigs that you're like, oh, I'm not like super stoked about doing this, but I need to to do the money and like being here all the time now where it's like, all right, like I'm going to go to work now. It's definitely like there are some times where I'm like, shit, like I turned the thing that I love so much now into work. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, like I use like yesterday as an example, like yesterday I came in here uh, at a, a session in the morning, Ian and I were working on some stuff. And then, like, just kind of, like, hung out, worked on some other shit, made a cool song, this, that, and the other, whatever. Like, the the point that I got to from that shitty example was, like, even on the, the times where I'm like, damn, I don't know if I really want to do this or whatever, I would much rather be doing that oh, than 100%, working yeah. somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, there's 
I would never go back. Like I'm extremely happy that I made that decision, even though it's not like nothing's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, um, I would encourage you a hundred percent to pursue it. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just it's, it's a, terrifying it's yeah. as hell, though. You know what I mean? Like, I went from being like, I have guaranteed income, don't really have to worry about money. Like, I can do the studio, extra money here. Like, blah blah blah. Don't have to like worry about anything. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's always like, you know, trying to achieve better goals and not nothing's perfect. But for the most part, I was just comfortable. And then I realized that and I was like, shit, I don't normally like to be super comfortable. Everything's always like trying to change. If you're not doing better, you know, you, you get complacent and all that shit. But now, like, I am not comfortable at all to the complete opposite degree. Like, you know, um, I've been very blessed and, and fortunate to be relatively busy here at the studio, but still, like, the feeling of, like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's an all time everyday thing, you know? Yeah. But and that's, I think it's worth it, though. You know? Yeah. And like, I'm kind of at that point, at least like in my non like music career, like yeah. past 10 years of like, I've worked in like marketing agencies. Um, well, that would be great to, to have that information. Yeah, with, honestly, you know like, I mean? and that's the way, that's at least what I tell myself to like, you know, maintain some sanity. It's just like I'm learning stuff here that I can yeah. apply to my own um my own stuff um but yeah it's like 10 years of just basically 10 years at this point i graduated in 2013 okay um i've been you know when i the plan was to move back to to lancaster you know i had my buddies were still in school so like we got a place and then my plan was like okay i'll just like find somewhere to work like so i was moving back in august like with i didn't have anything lined up and then August rolls around, I got a full-time job offer. I mean, it was a terrible job that paid nothing, but it was, you know, learned learned enough to then, you know, get enough experience to then just, like, get better and better jobs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, and I think about this, too, where it's, like, I've essentially been, you know, I, and it's not to, like, come off as, like, ungrateful. Like, I'm very grateful for, like, I have, like, a comfortable life, to your point, where it's, like, yeah. like I can just, like, just being able to go out and like buy food whenever I want, like, and not necessarily think about it. Cause like, right. I know money's coming in, I can save some money, you know? And now it's just like, now I just wanted to like, just throw all that away essentially for, cause it's, it's, it's so crazy. It's I, so I know. Unrewarding. I know. I know. Like, and it's just like, it's like, do you want to be fulfilled or do you want to, yeah. cause I have no desire to like climb up a ladder. And I, and again, like I'm 31. So like, I feel like, you can get away with it in your twenties when you're yeah. a younger worker. Cause there's not much, much expected of you. But now as I get older and this is like pressure I'm putting on myself, but I also, I, I sense it from other coworkers where it's just like, you're expected to take on more responsibility. Yeah. I have no desire Yeah, yeah. because I'm trying to like, cause I feel I've seen just like with too many people like yeah. that just like, get so caught up in their, their, their jobs and like their work-life balance just, disappears yeah and i'm so like i'll protect that work-life balance for the sake of music right where it's just like you've got me from the hours of eight to five i'm not gonna think about this job outside of it yeah and that's tough because like working like i'm in like a client like relations type position um and you have some clients that are really annoying that if you don't have good boundaries i think with a client where uh if they just start texting you like middle of the night yeah 
it, it's tricky. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm at that point where it's, do you continue just like getting promotions? Because I, I don't want that. Like for what? Exactly. You know. And I think again, like I'm, I'm very grateful to like have found sort of like that thing pretty yeah. early in life. Like ten years old, like it was drums, and it was like oh. And I think part of it was just like growing up. Like I definitely drums was something that I was excelling at, and I was getting like positive feedback. So like naturally as a kid, you're like, oh, it feels good. Like I'm gonna right. keep doing this. Um, and I remember I had a teacher who was pretty pretty strict, an older Greek man. Um, but he, you know, he, he like kind of told it how it, how it is, uh, which like I definitely needed at the time. Cause you know, you're a kid, you don't, you want to play video games. You want to do all this other shit, not necessarily practice. Like I'd yeah. show up to lessons and he, like, he could tell if I didn't practice, he's like, don't waste my time. Like I'll, I'll kick you out. Yeah. And it's just like, oh shit. And cause in, in the same breath, he's also like, he was frustrated cause he's like, you have potential. I was like, oh, that's. You know, just having, yeah, right. Like right, I right. wasn't necessarily hearing that in like other pursuits. Like yeah. school wasn't necessarily ever uh, a big interest for me. I would spend all my time in school, like doing music stuff. Yeah, I used to like skip math class in seventh grade, like consistently, to go to the band room and practice. Hell yeah! Because the band director was just like, "Yeah, you can come here whenever you want." Right, right, right. <laughs> and then the math teacher eventually found out, and then she tried to give. She was like, she was a, she was a, she was. I, I think she was unhappy with her life because she was yeah, just like, yeah. I want to give these kids in-school suspension. Right, right, right. And I'm just like, I don't want to be in math class. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. let me go practice. Dude, you're passionate about it, man. But I mean, like, I can I can definitely relate. It's it's hard to relate with a lot of people about, like, you, you've known that this is something you've wanted to do in, from such a young age that, like, you've, I mean, sounds like we have relatively same path within that. You know what I mean? Like, I, around, like, 12 or 13, was like, I want to be involved somehow or another with music. When I was 13, I recorded an album. Um, it's actually in this building. Uh, Century Studios used to be down the hall. Oh, really? Uh, with Carson and them. Yeah, yeah um, I, I knew that from just you know the, the metalcore days. Yeah, the, yeah. The early aughts. Yeah, yeah. I was in a um, like a screamo band. I, oh, what band? Uh, I really didn't belong in it. They were. The rest of the band was was quite talented. I was just like good at selling tickets, and I <laughs> was a fun yeah, hang had a, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was called Shatter the Facade. Okay. It was uh there's like one song that exists out in the in the world somewhere. It's unfortunate. I have like the rough mixes on a CD that I, I recently found. I got to like upload them on the Spotify or something, but um but yeah, like everything I did in my whole life was like to get me to where I am now, which is a, also like a head fuck because now I'm like sick. Like I achieved like my biggest goal was to be like functioning recording studio able to live off of it yeah it's stressful this that and the other but like i'm okay right now what <laughs> you know what i mean but like it's you know when, when you're it's like a blessing and a curse to know exactly what you want to do mm-hmm. and it sounds like from what you're saying like you you want to drum so everything yeah, you think about it's everything yeah, you do want to do so do it time <laughs> fuck your job quit tomorrow no but see that's the thing though is like the financial aspect of it and obviously right. like the world it's expensive. Life is expensive. I thought, like, I was never really big on, like, lavish spending and, like, buying really nice stuff or whatever. But I always was like, you know, if I lose this comfort, I, I lose this guaranteed income, like, you know, shit, am I going to be able to afford groceries or whatever? Mm-hmm. But it's like you figure it out. You know what I mean? And and maybe, you know, I'm, 
I don't know. It's hard for me to say for sure because, like, you could, to someone that's listening, like, you could have the same drive and I would say that you would have the same drive and then you start the thing and it doesn't work. Right. Right? But I feel like if you have that drive in you, like, you'll make it work, like, no matter what. Yeah. You know? 100%. Um, But it's like that jumping off point. Like, I would definitely recommend, it's a point that I've argued with with a lot of people, like, I think you should keep a business while you're scaling your business or whatever it is that you're doing on the side. So so then when you make that breaking point, like you have some money saved up or you have like some investments made or you, or you can, it's not just a shot in the dark. Like I've heard so many people say like, quit your job, do the thing, figure it out. It sounds so poetic, right? And it's also such an easy, like simplistic. Yeah. Like, you know, like answer. shit, like if you don't got any bills or whatever, like sure, I guess you could do that, but. You know, I I wasn't in a position uh, to just quit one day and figure it out when I wasn't bringing in any money at the studio, you know. Um, But also, like, to your point, like, because you have the freedom financially of your day job, you can pick and choose. You can take bigger risks. Yeah. So, like, that's great. But then also, like, I feel like you can only go so far when you're spending, like, eight hours a day or whatever at yeah your other job it's so lame time, too like yeah. how like just being on like zoom calls all day like yeah. it's so lame to just be like it's so tiring because like there's people that do like physical labor yeah. and like legitimately hard jobs but yeah, like, yeah it is mentally taxing no i i could i could dig that. like and it feels so lame just be yeah. like oh, this is so hard just well dude i mean like <laughs> my old job like um i worked in a in a warehouse um i did like logistics and then i worked in a wood shop for a while and then did a bunch of that cool cool stuff and then here, like, I just, like, hang out and, like, smoke weed all day. But it's, like, mentally, like, exhausting. You know what right. I mean? Like, so, I mean, I get it, man. Like, you know, I mean, I don't say I smoke weed all day. Like, that's, like, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm making music, you know. But it's still hard. It's all hard. Life's hard. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it, you can make it work. I'm definitely at that point, too, where it's, like, the voice is getting louder, where it's just, like. Yeah. Like, it was, like, in my 20s, it was easier to, like kind of like you know it was always there it was just like it, music was always like even like i have two degrees from millersville like i studied journalism and then yeah. political science but it was always even while doing that it was always just like i still it's like i still music is what i want to do yeah um and then like you know you're dealing with all of just like the insecurities of being in your 20s to begin with like seeing your peers kind of start doing shit and yeah. you feel like oh wait should i be doing that and but now, then, as as I got have gotten older, um, and I feel like there's just been some like life events that have helped, sort of um, realign like the focus, where it's just like, just, just go for it. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just getting harder to like ignore that voice to be yeah. like, do this at least try. Like, yeah, right. I mean, at thing. the beginning of this, you're saying you know just gotta try it. Like, I would say if anything, if you could leave this with could give you any type of advice or whatever like you already said it you know what i mean just do it try it yeah it's like logically logically i know like the all of like those answers it's just like now like right uh instead of just like intellectualizing it and like actually like accepting it um and like i feel like you know in terms of like my side man stuff like working with other bands like I feel like I'm starting to get some traction. Like I'm sitting in with um, like a singer songwriter for two gigs yeah. um, this summer, which could 
lead to more. Um, a little bit more like country, like blues vibe, which Sick. I'm not like a country fan, but I enjoy country drumming because it's yeah. essentially rock drumming, slower and with more feel. Cool. Like so, it's like that is like bread and butter. Yeah. Like um, so again, it's, it's just like trying to. Uh, it's like transitioning from like I always grew like I grew up playing like the, the DIY music scene, and now it's like transitioning from like the DIY scene to more of that quote unquote like professional. Yeah, because there is a different mindset. Yeah, um, that's true. And I think part of it is also because like I, again like bands I grew up like playing with like all my projects it was it was like art like I, it was never about necessarily making money, but right. when you now are in that professional circle like that's offensive to like not get paid because yeah. then then the the venues can just like they go to the pros and they're like yeah well i can get this kid who will play right. for like a hundred bucks right it's like why would i book you for 500 yeah and that's probably not even enough like right, i'm right, now right. trying to like pay attention to the business side of like getting paid yeah and it's it's weird it is weird. i don't i don't think i don't like think naturally like i don't have like necessarily a business mind i yeah. can turn that on and i think yeah. that's part of just from like working in the office saying we're like you know you kind of have to like pay attention to like budgets and right. all that stuff but my mind initially doesn't go to that yeah it's more of just like art business is a weird business yeah because it's also like the just like different personalities that are artists yeah you know what i mean like i mean yeah i guess like you could say like if a venue i would think of a venue as more of just you know as a business but it's a business that deals exclusively with art and artists you know, because I mean, like for me, like most of my income like comes from artists um, and then like corporate stuff. I'm trying to like break more into that world of like corporate voiceover stuff yeah. and all that fun. It's boring, but it's like it's a lot more money, frankly. It's yeah. You know, it's really the only reason I want to do it. But um, yeah, dealing with art and artists and bands and people and money's weird with art, you know. And it's just like you know, if your if your clientele are artists, just like, and if you're an artist, you understand how it's yeah. just like they don't have money. I wish it could all be free, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I would like my my dream of dreams is that I stack up enough cash that I don't have to worry. Of, like I get fuck you money from mm-hmm. whatever project or hey, maybe I I don't play the lottery, but maybe I win the lottery, and then I open up a recording studio that's free. You don't have to pay for anything, and it's like really good work. And we actually care a lot, you know? Yeah. And then you just eliminate that whole aspect of it. But it's not reality, so... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it is weird, man. It's it's definitely weird. Like, I know I said I, I really, like, got over it for the most part. But part of me definitely still struggles with the whole concept, you know? I mean, like, the, that line between, between professionalism and, like, we're just making music here, man. Yeah. You know? But, and I think that's why you see a lot of, like you know artists that you know make it yeah they have you know they have the business people that can yeah because i feel like yeah artists definitely have a there's a mindset and it's in turn like through the lens of capitalism not that great (laughs) to be like yeah money's dumb yeah but like then if you have the people in place that can think of like okay are you being paid sort of what you're worth right um, right, right and, and that's a weird define thing like, what you're worth yeah and shit. It's i'd rather weird. just like someone else just yeah. kind of like help quantify that yeah because if it was up to me i'd be like yeah just be yeah. like i don't know when you want to pay me great like yeah, right right <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm constantly in between that of being like 
Oh, like, no, I wish it was free. And also, like, I think I deserve to be paid, like, a million dollars an hour. Like, I really give a shit about this, you know? Yeah. But it's just finding that balance, man. But, dude, we've uh, we, we actually been talking for uh, a bit longer than I thought we were. I glanced, I glanced over at the clock earlier, and I was like, oh, we've been talking for, like, 30 minutes. Cool. And I glanced back and was like, oh, shit. It's been running for a bit. Um, I do want to uh, shut this down here in, in a little bit. Um before we get into the end of this, is there anything that uh, you want to ask me by chance? No worries. If I feel like a lot of things that I had questions for, like just came out in the conversation, like mostly Big just facts. like, yeah, around like making that transition. And like, uh, I feel like I'm, I'll hit you up like after this on more of like production related things. Yeah. And questions. A part of it is like, I'm still like trying to figure out like, um, how how to know like even what to ask where it's like you know mm. when it's like so new it's like you don't necessarily know it's like still trying to figure out how to articulate some of the questions yeah right right um, right i mean you definitely hit the nail on the head earlier like getting a really clean recording is like right almost more important and that's the way that know? i think about drums too where it's just like you can get so caught up in like buying a ton of gear and like mm. i've I've gotten caught up in that. Like that's it's part ne- of like never ending journey. part of why like I <laughs> have an office job is so I can buy gear. Like, yeah, uh, and I have I definitely have more than I need, but it's just like at the end of the day, like you can get most sounds out of just one kit, and then it's just how you tune it. Yep. And then to me, what like separates like a good drum recording versus like you know average, uh, it's going to come down to the player's hands, like. Mm-hmm all of the sound that you get out of a drum set, and this is just my personal opinion, is like their hand technique. Interesting. Like if you, I think less of hitting down like through the drum and more of pulling a note upward out oh, of the drum. That's cool. So like it's it's more of like a snap. Yeah. Um, and when you do that, you can just like you, I, it's, it's hard to explain. That's it's more of just like, yeah, it's like people talk about with like, do you bury the beater or like let the beater come off the bass drum? Yeah. Like with some like dance music, it's that just that four on the floor. But I would always just think like from just like bass drum technique, you just get a you get tone out of the drum by letting the beater come off the head instead of because yeah. if you playing through like you're going to get the desired effect, but you get a better sound when you just like understand how to physically strike the drum right, right and like pull those notes out of it that's fascinating i never heard about that explained that way yeah and it also, all just comes down to like hand control yeah like, right right i also say like the big thing is the room yeah you know we we've tracked drums in here track primarily we use uh ian's room um to do drums now and it's fascinating because like uh, if you've seen that room before it's all brick mm-hmm. it sounds like the in the best way possible, like super super live in there. Snares sound fantastic in that room. Yeah, and here stuff sounds good, but it's like a little bit too controlled for my liking. Like with pretty much everything else, I'm like, let's try to record it in the most controlled environment as possible, so we have like unlimited options after the fact. Right. Yeah. Because right? you just like throw a reverb on and yeah, like get that like big anything. sound. I'd really like to record drums in the hallway. Yeah. Um, like the, when you first come in the building, I just want to hear what a kit would sound like down there. It would sound huge for oh, sure. I bet. But, um, 
Yeah, room noise. Rooms are definitely important. Um, yeah, and like when I was younger, like playing out with my bands, like I didn't necessarily think about the room we were in as much, where it was yeah. just like playing and like the adrenaline of playing. And, yeah, yeah. Um, like my band seasonal for like, I mean, we were playing for like six years and like we probably like a handful of times got to practice at full volume because mm-hmm. we were always practicing at a, such a low volume. Oh yeah. Like because you know, yeah. And like just trying not to annoy the neighbors right. and like then at one point we were practicing in my apartment and like I had my drums like all low volume, super muted. And then all the guitars were through a headphone amp it sounded like ass, but like we were able to like write our album. And then like when we got live, it was like all that pent up, just like, Oh, we had to play so quiet. And then we would just like, we would be loud live just from just like, Oh God, we can finally play. But now I'm at the point where it's like, I, it's kind of like fun playing in weird rooms Mm -hmm. where it's just, because again, like I'll tune my drums sort of the way that I like them to feel. Yeah. Um, then I try to like tune like like the toms. I'll try to tune them together so like they make sense with each other. And same deal like uh, like kick. Uh, all basically, I just try to the, tune my drums to each other. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, if the room is is super boomy, you just start throwing shit on top of things. Gotcha. <laughs> and like yeah. whether it's tape, moon gels. Yeah. Like you're because you can. It's easier than to just like start adding mm. to get whatever the desired sound. Because I'm now trying to think like, and this I think is, you know, benefit of getting older, like a little bit less ego where it's just like, at the end of the day, like when people are coming out to see a band, at least in the non-original, like this is the transition like from DIY to professional, like playing original music, people are coming out to see you play your music. So it is more about you. Yeah. Now, like the group that I play with next door, Good Morning After, like we're it's all covers at this point, um, but it's 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 a different way to approach playing live because it's not necessarily about us as much as it is about like making sure the people that are coming out are having a good time. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. these are kids, yeah. You know, these people have kids. Like they don't go out all the time. This is their one night out. They want to have a good time. So now I'm trying to think more about how to basically how can I get them dancing as, as fast as possible? That's how I gauge whether or not we're like playing well is how quickly people start moving. Um, and it's just like, yeah, you want, and not everyone, like, like we played out at spring house on Hazel street in April. Um, and that it's tricky when you're playing like a restaurant. Cause like, you're going to have people, we had a bunch of people that came out to see us, but there's a lot of people there that they weren't necessarily seeing, didn't come out on a Saturday night to see a band. And it's just like, you don't want to sort of like dominate the room. Uh, people want to be able to have a conversation over dinner and it's it's a different way it's not the way that i thought about playing live in the past yeah and now it's like trying to think more about the listener experience Mm. and i think just from like learning how to record next door like i'm now starting to like listen to my drums more and it's just like okay i can you know, this can sound better in here if I do this, or this will be a better listening experience. Right. And it's now starting to like think about the mix, which I did not think about until the past couple of years. <laughs> it's a lot to, to put into perspective, man. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this was dope, dude. I gotta, I gotta cut this out or not cut this out. I gotta, um, gotta wrap this up, but yeah. Wanted to say thanks a bunch for coming here and having this conversation about drums and um, drum stuff and yeah, drum, drumming related things. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to roll out the floor here. Anything you want to plug? Uh, where can the people find you? All that good stuff. And then when you're done with that, if you want to leave the listeners out there with a message. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you want to like check out my drumming, just at Nick Lowry Drums on Instagram. Um, in terms of like things I'm plugging, I'm playing with Mark DeRose and the Dreadnoughts on July 1st and August 5th. And then my band, my bands, uh, Good Morning After, we're currently booking we play like r&b neo soul like funk um we're still kind of like at the still relatively a new band so trying to like you know get the feelers out but we're looking for places to play uh and then my band original band seasonal we had released an album april of last year uh, we just got the vinyl uh recently so we're that's going to be up for sale soon um, so I would, I would definitely recommend people if, uh, if you're a fan of seasonal or past projects I've been in, you know, if you want to buy some vinyl, buy it. Um, great sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky one because, uh, by the record, where, yeah. where can you get it at or where is it going to be available? Do you guys have like a website or something? Or you we do have a site. Party? We're still figuring, we're figuring out like the logistics okay. of like, is that's part of why I've been sitting on it is, yeah. uh, I don't know how, like, if people are placing online orders, like, I'm it. one person. Like, it might take me multiple weeks to, like, ship you stuff. So, yeah. ideally, it's going to be, like, <laughs> send me a message, and I'll, I'll get the album to you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, But we do have a website, seasonaltheband.com. Oh. Um, so, I think we'll we'll be listing it, listing it there. And then, uh, yeah, I would say in terms of the plugs, that's it. Like, Sick. if you need drums, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> You got any like uh, parting words for the people? Oh man! Words of advice, some deep shit you're gonna pull out of your soul. <laughs> I I can't say I have anything uh, deep at the at the moment to to share. Okay. I mean, it's Father's Day, so go chill with your dads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or whenever this comes out, it's gonna come out in like three weeks. Chill with <laughs> your dads yeah. next year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I appreciate you having me. Like, this is this is rad. Like. Just getting to talk with you too, like uh, instead of just like in passing. Yeah, yeah. Like, appreciate it. All right, it's over now. Sweet. <laughs>